Welcome to Soul Rising. We're your hosts, Amy and Erin. We're two everyday mediums who are passionate about taking the woo-woo out of spirituality and bringing it down to earth. So put the kettle on, grab a chair, and join us. Yeah, so welcome to episode 42 of Soul Rising. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm your host, Amy, and my co-host, Aaron, hello. Aaron. <laughs> yeah. So this is our 42nd episode. We wanted to do something fun and kind of something we haven't done before. We haven't ever gone live. Um, we've done live readings, but, you know, we've recorded. It hasn't been live streamed to the uh, general public. So we're excited to do this, hoping to iron out some kinks. You know, things happen. Tech, Techie tech. stuff. I am not a techie person, um, but um, happy to be here with you guys. Yeah. And yeah, I guess we should just get like started right on questions. So um, if you guys have any questions for us, you can unmute yourself and ask. You can type it in the chat. It's completely up to you. We also have a couple written down from people that are not here today. Um, so we can do that too. And we're aiming to be, I don't know, an hour, a little bit less than an hour as well. So we've got Annette Lewis is popping in the chat. She can chat here, but I can only enter the live session as an audience member. So I'll chat from here. Yeah, you would have to come in as an audience member. But like I said, you can turn your camera off so you do not have to um, appear on camera. You can simply share your voice when you unmute if you want to, Annette. But if not, you can just stay over there on YouTube. Yeah. yeah. Whatever is more yeah. comfortable. And please also let me know if the sound issue is still going on when I chat as well. Um let me know. So what kind of questions are we allowed to ask you just out of curiosity? Do you want to answer that, Erin? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So uh, this isn't the personal readings uh, type live chat, uh, but we're happy to, you know, hear your own personal experiences when it comes to spirit, um, maybe your own spirituality, what your journey has been like. Um, and as well, if you have any questions about uh, that side of things, spirit or the work that Amy and I do as well. I've got a few stories. I'm going to have to pick the best one then. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, I think probably one that really comes to mind is when I went to Częstochowa in Poland. I don't know if you guys have ever been to Poland. Um, but it's this very beautiful little um, town where they host the uh, Czarna Madonna, the Black Madonna. Have you ever seen a picture of it? Like the, It's like a, a, um, a Black Madonna as opposed to the normal Virgin Mary. Um, and she has like two, um, it's almost like two little scars that just seem to be progressing and growing longer and longer over time. Uh, even though I think I think someone said that scientifically they, they don't understand why it's happening, but it is just happening. Um, anyway, so I went there with my late uncle. And uh, it was quite a beautiful experience. It's quite small inside. It didn't look very large from the outside, but when you went inside... Um, there were so many people who were praying, obviously, because it's a beautiful church, uh, people who were genuflecting and, and moving before uh, the picture of Blessed Mother Mary of the Madonna on their knees. And on the right-hand side was just a wall covered with walking sticks and, and uh, um, walking frames and, and <coughs> excuse me, and rosaries. And these were people who'd offered their prayers and some who'd actually received cures um, and miraculous responses to their prayers. 
Um, and all in all, it was a very, very beautiful experience. So um, later on that evening afterwards, my late uncle and I, together with some of his friends, had a beautiful meal. Um, and I went to bed and I went to sleep. And I had the most exquisite dream. Um, I dreamt that I walked up to, to the front doors of, of um, uh, Chensterhofer to the church. But they were um, uh, shaped differently. They were like an arc. Um, there were heavy wooden doors and I walked through and as I walked through it was a different setup on the inside um, there were just pews upon pews upon pews upon pews and every single pew was full um, and I started walking up in the middle of the aisle as you do thinking oh, I need to find my little safe self a little place where I can you know park my little butt cheeks and I, I can I can sort of stay, stay in the evening um, and enjoy whatever is going to happen. And the, the, the more that I walked down the middle of the aisle, the closer that I started looking around, all of the people that were actually in the pews were all angels. They weren't people, they were all angels. And the more that I, the further that I walked up the aisle, the, the center aisle, I could see an altar, but I, I could see people at the altar, but I couldn't see who they were. And as I kept on walking and walking, some of the angels turned around and just looked at me and smiled and then I woke up. Oh my gosh, that is such a beautiful story. And like, sounds like it was very impactful as well for you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it stayed with me for years, but I mean, I've, I've had so many different, various different types of spiritual experiences and dreams that it kind of blows your mind. But I think that was the most fitting one to share. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'll give you my bill later. <laughs> Uh, I love, I love when we have those dreams that are so impactful or, you know, when you have a dream like that, and I bet it probably felt so real too, right? Like it didn't feel like a dream. And I always think that that's how you know that it's, it's, it's spirit. It's meant for you. You're having some sort of visitation. Exactly. Visitation. Definitely. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I, yeah, I get goosebumps as I hear that. That's so cool. Wow. Thank you, by the way, Ada, for sharing that story with us. I appreciate you being here and staying up so late and supporting us in this. Right? You're most welcome. Um, we have Annette in the YouTube chat. Are there stages to becoming more spiritually aware? I'm noticing a lot more instances of hearing more voices late at night to intense emotional dreams to seeing the same numbers everywhere. Wow. So what do you think, Erin? Do you think there's stages to awakening it's interesting you say that because i i feel like i would say i think it's different for everybody right and i think that awakening happens um depending on you and you you know how you work because i think spirit works with all of us very differently because of course we're all amazing individual. and unique and individual exactly um i felt like for me my spiritual <laughs> awakening was like a here you go, like almost explosion, <laughs> explosion. So yeah, right. I, sometimes I think too, depending on maybe, you know, I don't know if, if it has to do with anything of like, maybe we're, you know, unsure about certain things. And so maybe spirit gives us like these little hints here and there, and then it kind of grows and grows and grows the more kind of open and aware we are. Not that we weren't before, um, but I don't know. I think it's different for everybody. Is that what you feel, Amy, as well? 
Yeah, I, I do. I think it's very individual. Erin um, and I just did a lengthy series um, all about the clairs. So those are like your psychic senses. If you guys haven't listened um, and you kind of want to hear some uh, rambling, um, but we do we do really talk about each of the clairs. Um, that might be a, something to investigate too, because as we kind of discovered, as we talked about it, we, we really experience our awakening and our connection to spirit through our clairs, I believe. And Aaron and I have certain ones that are maybe stronger um, than others. We, we did an episode about um, clear tasting and clear smelling, and it turned out that Aaron um, experiences, is it the clear, ta- clear tasting Taste. more? And I experience clear <laughs> smelling more. So we don't know why that is, but, you know, we have some theories, like maybe uh, somebody that has a greater palette of different tastes and is more experimental with their, um, what they're eating, what they're tasting, maybe spirit would utilize that and go, okay, this person is going to get it. This person, I'm just letting somebody in as we're talking, um, this person is going to understand when I say this, that this is what it is. So I think there's something to that as well. This is, I hope this is answering your question, Annette. Um, But I would, I feel like our clairs can kind of open all at once or one at a time. It sounds like perhaps your clair audience is um, opening up and developing because you're talking about hearing voices and Mm -hmm. things like that. Um, So yeah, I think that things open up as a, at, at a, in levels at stages. And I always share with people that spirit will never give us too much like spirit does not want to scare us really and truly um and so they're not going to just like yeah Aaron and I kind of joke and say we're kind of like pushed through the door right (laughs) but things do if we really broke it down there would it would probably come a little bit in stages Mm -hmm. but there'd also probably be a level of um comfortability or familiarity with what we personally experienced whether it's like a past life thing um or just a a sensitivity right uh to things in in our own lives so yeah to answer your question i do believe that things this can happen in stages i always say the most important thing um in your spiritual connection or in your intuitive development is intention it's everything so what is your intention what do you want um, you know, cause I feel like if you come at this with an open heart and an open mind, um, spirit will be very happy to lo- utilize that. But if we have some sort of like, I don't know, emotional, mental blocks around this, if we don't have trust in it, um, if we're fearful about something, if we have some, maybe, um, I don't know, some trauma based on different things, uh, sometimes it can come with religion. Um, sometimes not, you know, it just really depends on what you are comfortable with the latest dream Annette had was being encouraged to let go and pass along messages from those who are passed to their loved ones. It was a first for me and very emotional. Yeah. Annette mm-hmm. shared this with me, uh, in a, um, DM cause, uh, she's a friend of mine and kind of was like, what's this about? Right. And wow. I said, what it sounds like to me is that spirit is kind of encouraging you to testing the waters maybe a little bit, like seeing how you feel about this, Um, you know, what you want from this. I feel like if if spirit is giving you a dream and all those other kind of um, things that are happening with you, all your clairs, um, I feel like what it's saying is that you are likely very naturally sensitive um, to energy in the first place because you're recognizing it. Um, and our relationship is spirit with spirit is just that it's a relationship, yeah. right? So, um, it sounds to me like somebody is asking for you to have a relationship, uh, with the spirit world. 
And uh, that dream in particular makes me feel as if you have a sensitivity to spirit and likely um, they would like to work with you. Mm -hmm. uh, now, I know that can be kind of scary. I feel like you're open to it, right? But there's not only are there stages to becoming more spiritually aware, there's stages to being trusting uh, in your spirituality. Mm -hmm. Would you agree, Erin? Do you have anything else to share about that? Yeah, well, and I was, I was just going to say that I also feel like, I don't know how you... Um feel Amy. Um, but I also think that, um, you know, for me, if I think back on my own personal relationship with spirit, it's definitely grown since, you know, I was in my early twenties and I always just think that, you know, that is, we're always growing and we're always learning. I feel like I'm continuously learning how spirit works with me. Um, I feel like they're continuously throwing new things at me, right? It's like a whole new brand, brand new game of charades when I work with them, you know, oh, that means this. Okay. All right. I got you now, you know, but I'm constantly learning how to sort of interpret some of those messages. And I think it's an ever evolving and growing process, but I think that is so beautiful that you're having those, those dreams. Yeah. Cause that's, I feel like not a lot of people, I, I, I don't have, I've only had like, just like a handful of visitation from other people's loved ones coming through in dreams. So, yeah. Annette, I have a question for you. Was this just like, um, and Aaron kind of made me think about this. Was this somebody that you know in spirit that was coming through to you asking you this? Or was this just kind of um, like just the message in itself without being tied to somebody in spirit for you was, hey, um, I want you to share some messages <laughs> in general. Or was it was it like from somebody specific? I'd be really curious. She says no, but I don't know which answer it was for. <laughs> it sounds as if maybe it wasn't a specific person because that was the first question I asked. Um, there is a little bit of a delay with um, with um, receiving the question and answering mm -hmm. too. Yeah, classic yeah. lives. She didn't know them. She didn't know them. So um, yeah, it just kind of came through as a general message. Whoa. Which is even kind of cooler in a way. <laughs> that is really cool. It's just like the all-knowing is like, come on, Annette, be you're, a medium. <laughs> yeah, you're getting a big – that's a pretty big push. I think she said uh, earlier, I feel like uh, they're hitting me over the head with a hammer. So that's definitely Got it. Big it can be like that, right? It's like like I always say I felt like I was pushed through the door. Like I was just – they were like, sorry, we're not waiting around anymore. Like, see ya. You're wee, right? Like down, down a long like tunnel. <laughs> but yeah, I think – but if think if you – See, hindsight is is a gift, right? Because when I look back at my whole life after my spiritual journey, which by the way, I'm still on, right? I'm still awakening every single day. It's, an, it's a never ending uh, lifetime journey. But if I look back at a few years ago, even I can see um, things in hindsight were kind of maybe always happening. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so maybe it's just your awareness all of a sudden is like, hey, there's something going on here. Um, or you're piece putting the puzzles together, uh, the puzzle pieces. Yeah. together. I want to share something personal. I hope it's okay, Annette, but it just kind of goes with my comment where I said, um, you know, the spirit world is like, hey, Annette, be a medium. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've done a reading for Annette before and something came through from somebody in spirit that's very close to her. And he addressed, and I didn't know her, but he addressed me and her and her sister as the three sisters. And we were like, oh. ooh, what's that about? 
what's that about? And now I'm like, hmm, maybe, maybe something's unfolding here, right? Um, and I happen to be relocating somewhere where she is <laughs> and the other sister too. So I think that's really cool. And we're kind of like, let's, I can't wait for the mystery to unfold and see, see what happens here. Wow. Thanks for letting me share in that. We've got lots of questions coming through. Yeah. Um, let me see. So Jan, Joanne said it's, it's good now. She, the sound is great. Um, I'm going to go, or you can, Erin, we, so we've got, I've been looking at the YouTube chat there. If we want to okay. go back to the other chat. Um, yeah, we have, we had a question we here. have something from Amy, I think might be the first one. In the river the side. <laughs> now I lost it. Oh. I think uh, Amy said, lately something is going on. I remember you mentioning the goosebumps you get sometimes. I'm noticing that lately. Can you both share how you first started noticing? Good question. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think Amy's asking about, um, because we've, uh, or Amy, you know what? You answer this one because you are uh, the goosebump queen. And you... (laughs) I wonder what that's about then. Do I seem to get them more than you, Erin, would you say? Well, I just, I, I learned about that from you. Oh. I was like, oh, I got goosebumps. And I was like, oh, <laughs> is that that's what that, what that is? is? Yeah. 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 Interesting. Yeah. So uh, for me, when did I notice that? I think if in hindsight, I look back at different times in my life, I'm sure it would happened multiple times, you know, um, but when I first started noticing it was when I was like intentionally connecting to spirit. Like when I was like, okay, I want to connect to spirit. That's what I mean by that. Not just like, they just come to me randomly. Um, and when I say, first of all, I used to have a whole kind of practice of opening myself up, which Aaron, I think we talked about that recently where I don't really do that anymore. I'm just kind of like, okay, I'm ready to go. I go, and I hit, I hit join. And then we do the thing. Like I don't do the whole meditation. I don't do any of that stuff anymore. Um, but I used to, and I used to have a specific kind of practice around it. And then I would always say, okay, spirit, when it's go time, make my scalp tingle. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't hit join zoom yeah. until my scalp tingle. <laughs> um, and so that was, I think they learned to work with me that way. Like, okay, Amy needs that. She wants that. I'm like, I'm not lying. My scalp just tingled and my arms. Um, So now when I'm doing a reading, if I say something that is like extra important to be said to the client, to the sitter, I will get goosebumps more often than not. It's always on my left side. It starts from like about here and it goes down my forearm. I don't know why it's always on my left side. It just seems to be always on my left side. Something that I've... um, (laughs) Something that I've heard those called before is psychic chills. Yeah. Um, like as an actual definition. I don't know if it's in the the dictionary or not, but like if you Google <laughs> you psychic chills, you'll get stuff will come up. Um, to me, it means something is resonating as deep truth. You're hearing something that is deeply truthful mm-hmm. um, to your soul. Your soul's like, yes, girl. Like, yes. Um, that's what that means to me. So it could be that you're listening to something on the radio or you're watching TV or your friend says something or read something and you're like, oh, where did that come from? It's, it's, you've just read something that is super truthful. So pay attention to what that is. Um, so when I get that in a reading, it's like, okay, that I always say, okay, this is really important for you to know. That was really important. Pay attention to that. Or sometimes if I'm trying to 
interpret something and I'm struggling a little bit, like, I don't know what they're trying to tell me, but this is what I see. When I get it right, like after I'll get it Mm. as to go, okay, you got it right. So that's how it started for me was me asking spirit, I guess that that is my thing, which is maybe why Aaron, you didn't experience as much because maybe you weren't like, Hey spirit, make my scalp tingle. No, I used to ask for, cause uh, when I was, when I would meditate, I would see, um, like images of birds coming through. Um, and often I would be like, Oh, okay. I'm, I'm good now. <laughs> that was like, whereas you have the goosebumps or the tingling on the head. I had that image in my mind's eye of like a, a bird going by. Um, so that's, that was usually my like little indicator of it's go time. I think that's a good example too, because it shows how individualized this can be. Like spirit works with you and uses your you like it's it's like a telepathic communication therefore the things that come through are gonna make sense to you Mm -hmm. that you can and it's a relationship so you can ask for things yeah and I think the left side isn't the left side of our brain the one that's more like there's a like there's so much that's unknown I think about the brain but isn't that the creative part is the left side it's the right side is it the right side interesting Laura says the birds are here let's do this yes yeah that's it (laughs) I'm doing crows. Let's do this. Does anybody watch um, Shit's Creek? With where, like, remember when she was the crow lady? Yeah, That's what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you haven't watched Shit's Creek, you need to get on it. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing with your life? <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So again, yeah, very individualized. Very. And I think it's really important. And I think that like we try, we're very passionate about it. Like it's so individual. Yeah. So you know, you can Google to your heart's content, but still the best authority is yourself. Yeah. There's no um, like right way. There's no like book on, I mean, there is, but there's there is no many, book of like, this is how you be a yeah. medium step, 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 step. Everybody's so differently. And so you have to just sort of kind of figure out, and we've talked about this before, Amy, but figure out what mm-hmm. you're drawn to, what resonates with you. Um, Cause certain things yeah. will resonate and, the, and others won't. And that's okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, do we have more questions? Do you have another question? Yeah, we've got pl- plenty. So after Amy in the, um, in the Riverside chat, and then we'll go over to the YouTube chat. Melissa says, speaking of dreams, do you have any repeated dreams as a child that you've interpreted as spirit later in life when you became aware of your gifts? Aaron, I'll let you take that one if you would like. Wait, I got distracted. Can you, you want me to repeat yeah, it? Can you re- I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Speaking of dreams, did you have any repeated <laughs> dreams as a child that you've interpreted as spirit later in life when you became aware of your gifts? So you would recognize it now as spirit, but you were experiencing it in childhood. I'm not going to say d- dreams. Uh, I don't think I've had... I mean, I have had dreams as a kid, obviously, but I don't remember any dreams that were like, whoa, that was, that was spirit. Um, I don't really remember that. I just remembered the physical things that happened to me um, as, as a kid, which was like hearing voices, literally seeing an apparition, um, you know, hearing the voices were always like in the distant, like a radio that I couldn't quite turn the volume up, get that constant. Um I once had like a total out of body experience, completely out of body experience, which was wild. Um, and I think as a kid, I thought maybe that, that I thought that I was dreaming, but that was definitely like, it felt so real to me. 
Um, and what's interesting to me about that is I was a kid and my parents, I think my dad had a book on like lucid dreaming. Okay. And so I was doing this thing and one of what, one of it was like, okay, if you put your arm up like this and then you slowly put it back and you count backwards, it was something weird like that. You're going to lucid dream tonight. So I was doing all of these like weird things. And then <laughs> I had this moment and I was not a lucid dream. It was totally out of body where I felt like I was, uh, all of a sudden I was aware that I felt like I was falling and it's not that, oh, I'm falling and I'm awake kind of things that we experience, but it mm -hmm. was like, uh, I'm falling down, but I can see because my bed, um, when I was a, a kid slash teenager had, was like a pullout drawer, one of one of those beds and you pulled out and there was a drawer. So I could see the empty drawer that I was like going down in. And then I was going floating down like the stairs and I made it all the way to the door and I freaked myself out and I just jolted, jolted back up awake. And that was a very wow. real dream but that's probably an example as i'm talking about a dream that i would definitely interpret as a an out-of-body experience mm -hmm. yeah yeah for me um i used to dream i guess like it's i don't know i wouldn't say like when i was awake i was afraid of this because i actually love well i shouldn't say that also because i i actually was a little bit fearful of water and so it took me until i was 12 to learn to swim i believe that was a past life mm. uh, issue coming forward but i wasn't like but i still loved water like i was drawn to water i grew up near the ocean so i would it's not that i wanted to go in it but i would be like very happy to be around it but i would have dreams all the time um i i kind of like a nightmare i would call it back then because it was upsetting to me but it was like huge crashing waves almost like a tsunami mm. and I didn't know why I was like dreaming about this but I dream about it quite often and then you know certain like things that happened in life like when in 2000 and was it 2004 when the tsunami happened um I can't remember where that happened you know where I mean somebody tell me <laughs> That's right. In Indonesia, that affected me deeply, right? That's that uh, clairsentient empath kind of on yeah. steroids, right? Like I didn't know anybody that was affected, but I felt as if I had. It really bothered me. And then again, mm -hmm. when we have that in Japan in 2011, bothered me so deeply. I had like high, high anxiety, um, borderline getting into a depressive state around this time. Um and so it's interesting. The reason I bring this up is because as I'm like growing my spiritual gifts and opening up, um, I've kind of been connecting a bit to the idea of star seeds and to the Palladians, Lemuria, mm -hmm. all of these places. If you're familiar, Lemuria is kind of like Atlantis uh, in the sense it's just a lesser known Atlantis, uh, but it, it was it is Hawaii, um, but it's said to that it's sunk and Hawaii, what's remaining of Hawaii is just the tips of the mountains mm. that used to be Lemuria, big continent. Um, and the Lemurians I connect to very deeply. I've read a lot of stuff about. Um, I feel as if I have a connection to maybe past life type thing. And, you know, that's that sinking tsunami. Mm. We, we had yeah. to, a lot of people would have passed away in that or would have had to escape and leave everything behind because their land was sinking by ocean. So to me, I've kind of connected that. I got my goosebumps. I've connected that now in my brain that, hmm, I think that's connected. Yeah. I wonder if that's why I was dreaming that. Um, I would be surprised. Yeah. Right? Like, why am I afraid of tsunami? Like, this deeply affected by this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So maybe, maybe it's connected to that. So we want to go to the YouTube chat now. 
Oh, yeah. Wait. There's lots over here. We oh, got yeah. something by Laura. Laura. Do you see it? Uh, would love to hear more about physical issues kicking in as you open up spirituality. Open up to spirituality. I've never had so many mysterious medical issues before this year. Very cool question. Interesting. What do you think, Erin? I have to sit with this one for a little bit. Well, I'm, I'm part of me, I guess my, my, one of my questions would be, are these, um, like issues, I don't know, part of me wants to go to the gut, but, um, like, are these issues, like you're feeling a heaviness? Like, I'm wondering if that's just like the energy kind of really, you're, you're feeling the energy in a very big scale that it's like, they're coming in, but they're coming in hot kind of a thing. Um, I don't know. But that's interesting. I think that goes back to everybody's so different. Um, I think it's individual. Very individual. For sure. I know for me personally, like, and I've, I've heard, I've actually read in books about this too, that a lot of mediums um, will struggle with autoimmune issues, um, struggling with um, adrenal kind of stuff, struggling with thyroid. Um, for me, I have, I'm hypothyroid. I have an autoimmune disorder. This has came, this, and these things have come about since I've uh, started working with spirit. So I don't know if they're connected, if it's just one big coincidence, but. We could be twins, Amy. You have the same things? Yeah. yeah. I do, my lovely. Yeah. So, yeah. And just the other day, I'm like, I get flare ups with my autoimmune disorder. So I feel like I have the flu, which is the worst during the COVID pandemic because I'm like, oh my God, is it COVID? COVID, But I just feel gross for a day or two and then it goes away. So I know I'm in a flare up. Um, I don't know, to be honest, Laura, like, I don't know if there's an actual medical answer for that, but I know that I resonate with that. Hmm. Um, you know, I always go back. I talk a lot. We talk a lot about Tyler Henry at times because we love him. Um, and on his newest uh, Netflix series, he talked about his own health issues and, you know, kind of how, like, who knows what working with spirit and being in a medium does on one's body. We don't know. I mean, we are like a vessel for spirit. Mm -hmm. I I would, I would think that they would never want to hurt us though. I think it's more of like an energetic um, balance and like an integration of energy perhaps. So as you're taking more in, maybe your physical body is having to integrate it and like try to balance that. So there might be a time of imbalance Mm. maybe, Mm -hmm. but self-care is very important for anybody that is sensitive to energy. And if you're intentionally working with energy, it's even more important. And I don't just mean bubble baths. I mean, like actual actual take those mental health days. I've also heard from multiple mediums that every medium should be taking magnesium. Um, I do take magnesium. So I don't really know why, but apparently we can be lacking in magnesium <laughs> as well. I've, I've heard well, that too. Have you? Yeah. 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 Let's see. She says, weird autoimmune and various off-the-wall medical stuff appearing out of nowhere once I started opening up to this. Yes. And Annette says, I just went to the naturopath today who informed me I have an autoimmune disorder. Well, look at that. Uh, it's honestly very common. Like, again, I'm not a researcher or a medical professional, but like mm-hmm. I know many, many, many mediums. And I've read and mm-hmm. watched and listened other people, other mediums talking about this exact same thing. Yeah, or even just like health. I'm like thinking of mediums that I know who have health, um, like major health things. But I don't know if that's, I don't know. 
I don't know. It's interesting. It's right? interesting. Like, is, it, is it a spirit thing yeah. or is it just, is it just something to do with like our bodies when we're extra sensitive to energy? Or are we just extra sensitive to other stuff like this too? Mm -hmm. I mean, cause it could be that too. Yeah. Well, I think you guys are like tuning forks really, aren't you? You're like, because when you pick up on energy from people and from the spiritual realm, um, because essentially it's energy and every different type of energy affects a person differently. So I would assume, not being a medium myself, but I would assume that if you're channeling perhaps somebody who's passed who had maybe a different energy to somebody else, maybe that would affect your energy in a different way. Maybe that would affect your chakras in a different way. Maybe you need to rebalance them and give yourself a timeout. So you're like tuning forks really you need to. That's a great reminder too. Um, I was speaking about somebody as somebody I was speaking to somebody about that recently. And just like, as it was a reminder to me that perhaps I should be more diligent and careful with my opening and closing. Maybe I should be, you know, intentionally closing better than I have been. You know, I'm kind of bad habit, I guess. I'm just like, okay, I'm ready. Okay. See, you, have a nice day at the end of a session. And I go about my life. Like it's kind of a reminder. I think that maybe we should be a little bit more diligent about closing. But my kind of intuition makes me feel like perhaps there's just like a, a link between people that are naturally sensitive to energy and people that may be sensitive to these type of health issues. Like maybe there's a some sort of link. Um, and also I think it has a lot to do with, like, because I got goosebumps, as I said, in integrating energy. Um, so I think if we work on balancing and taking care of ourselves when we're not working with spirit, that means that we need to have boundaries with spirit, right? That's a, that's a big one. <laughs> Just like we people. talk about it almost every episode, right? We need boundaries. <laughs> we need to close off. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. Cause uh, yeah, we need to not like overdo it with readings. We need to not mm -hmm. do like, it would not be feasible for you or I to do nine to five Monday to Friday readings like every day, all day it would be really hard on us. And I would think, and, and when I tried to push myself like that, I was actually, I get sick. I wonder what that is though. Could maybe, I just think everybody's different. Cause I know, I know mediums that are like, this is my, like I'm Monday to Friday. I do, I work like full eight hours giving readings. Yeah. I don't know anybody. I, could, I couldn't do no. it, but I, I know there's like some that do. I'm thinking of a mentor that I didn't like, I didn't um, take her course, but like that I have spoken to multiple times. And she was like, no, like I, you, you don't need to do more than like three a day. Like, it's just too much. You need yeah. to take care of yourself. So for me, I would never like, it would never be my goal to do eight hours of readings a day. It would be so hard. No, I don't think anybody would want me to. Hope you that don't want to be that question, Laura. Person. Yeah. Yeah. So let's go back to the other chat here. Really good questions. Thank you so much for um, all these questions coming in. We so appreciate it. Mm -hmm. um, Jennifer says, is there any relationship between crying more often for a period of time for things that really shouldn't set me off so much? I'm wondering if it's releasing stuff and then moving on. Thoughts, hopes this makes sense. I, I think, I mean, crying is definitely a releasing for, like it's a form of releasing. Yeah. It's, it's healthy. I think she's feeling like she's crying more since she's become aware of how mm. sensitive she is to things. Yeah. Like energy. I mean, I think that's like, again, picking up on energies, right? We all pick up on energies so differently. Like I, I'll watch a, if I'm watching like a mediumship show, more often than not, I'm like a mess. I'm a hot mess or any even like 
Yes. Yeah. Like I was watching a documentary on psychedelics and they were talking about having these spiritual experiences. And I was like, I'm in a mess, <laughs> like just in tears. So I, I cry all the time. I cry. You know what gets me? And it's, I've always been this way my whole life. If I'm at some sort of like sporting event, say, which mm -hmm. is not that often, cause it's not really my thing. But if I was, even if it was like a little league game, I feel like I'm going to sob like a baby if somebody like tries and doesn't, <laughs> doesn't get it right. Like, or if, if, if they get it right, they get the home run or like if somebody's like singing or something, I'm like, okay, I am just done for, you know what my intuition's telling me about this, Jen, is that people that are like, especially if you're connecting to spirit, not everybody that's can connect to spirit is going to be a medium, right? It's, some people just want that connection for themselves. Um, but I do think that spirit will use, give us like on the job training. So I think that we will experience, there has to be a level of like compassion mm -hmm. and there has to be a level of understanding and feeling in order to do this work. Cause you're going to work with like a whole slew of different personalities and different people with different backgrounds. So I think that you need to have some level of understanding and compassion for things, which is why I think that maybe as you're opening to this, you're experiencing things and seeing things in a new light or making you more emotional. It's like giving you, I don't know, that extra empathy towards something. Like, I don't know if it's a, if it's a certain thing, Jen, um, that's setting you off or if it's just like in general, if you're crying. Mm -hmm. But for me, I think there's something to that because I think that mediums will have, um, more often than not, will have to experience struggles and challenges in life. Not to say we're all going to have hard lives, but I do think that maybe it's because we're extra sensitive to things that we, you know, can find things more challenging or struggling um, when they're emotional. But I think there's a purpose for that. And it gives you that, like, that frame of reference. It gives you that understanding and that compassion. So that's what my gut says as I'm answering that question. Yeah. Does that make sense to you, Aaron? too? Yeah, I would. I would agree. I would agree. Yeah. Um, yeah. I do want to open up before we go back to the YouTube, because I think we got some questions. Okay. Um, on our phones. Okay. Does that, does that work? Yeah. Because I don't want to forget about them. Okay. And, and this is a question from spirit surfers blog. Um, so hello, shout out. Thank you for your question. Um, they're wondering why, uh, and this goes back to hauntings, ghosts. So we're switching gears a little bit here. Um, but they're wondering why graveyards are considered haunted, quote unquote, haunted places. I would think that a spirit would get stuck near the location they actually died at. What would be the purpose for them to always be hanging around where their body is buried? I guess, how does a ghost decide where they're going to hang out? LOL is her question. <laughs> you want to take it? Yes. Um, so, I mean, I have spoken about this. Um, I think it's a, a great question. Um, really good question. I personally, um, and I think Amy agrees, we don't necessarily feel that energy is, or spirits or our loved ones are stuck. Okay. Um, and I think that maybe we think graveyards are haunted because Hollywood has made them haunted locations so that's what I, mm -hmm. I i feel about about that um i you know i <laughs> yeah i don't think i would i would go ghost hunting in a graveyard you don't know you know who you're going to connect with and um i don't think 
I mean, I wouldn't want to stay or hang around where I was buried. I would be, I'd probably be at like a donut shop or like <laughs> <laughs> some sort of like food shop. I think I think that's yeah, where I would be. I gonna be stuck. If I'm going to yeah. be anywhere, it's going to be there, right? Or you know what? Be a good place to to haunt is uh, an office by the water cooler because that's where all the hot gossip is, right? Right, guys. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I feel the same. <laughs> I would be eyes on the wall. Yeah, yeah. I would be a uh, shit disturber for lack of a better word. Yeah, I'd cause trouble. Um, but yeah, I don't believe that you know ghosts are necessary or ghosts uh, spirits are necessarily stuck. I definitely believe in like residual energy, and I think they're called residual haunt hauntings, right? Which is yes. where like you know. I'm, I might be, for example, here in this room so much, right, that, you know, in a few years when I leave, somebody's going to come in and be like, oh, this feels interesting. This feels different, you know? Um, and so I think that that definitely can exist, like energy, um, you know, things can absorb energy. Um, and so the I The residual energy. The residual and energy. Do you, do you think, though, like in the case of last week when we did the episode with Emily, who is an astrologer, an Akashic Records reading reader and a medium, she told a story about um, this like uh, historical place in her town um, that used to be, I can't remember what she said, what business it was, but it burned down and then it, it was rebuilt as something else. And that um, she went in and she could feel like who was there and who was kind of being mischievous, right? Like mm. there was kind of mischievous spiritual energy going on. So in that case, is it that he, is it that that spirit that she connected to is like just visiting, just hanging out. It's not that he's stuck there. His energy is just visiting. Is that what you would say? Yeah. yeah. I think, I think energies can come and go <laughs> like the, the ghost that I have in my house. Yes. <laughs> in the kitchen, my kitchen ghost. Yeah. I think, I think he definitely comes in and out. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I agree that with that too. Like, I think like I, I go back to this word intention all the time, right? So I can't, I, I'm not going to dismiss other people's experiences because I know that this can be controversial. I know that a lot of people will be like, nope, hauntings is real. I had like, I had to do an exorcism in my house. Like I know that this kind of stuff, people talk about this stuff, right? Um, and so I'm, I'm treading lightly, but also being honest with my opinion, my experiences. I think that intention is everything. I think that um, if you're intending to go to a graveyard and connect um, to something spooky, maybe you will. Is there actually something spooky there or is it your fear or the energy imprint that is there that somebody else felt when they went there? Or I can't answer that. What you're calling in. What, yeah. Right? What are you calling in? What do you, you want in? to experience? What do you want right? to experience? If you want yeah, to experience thinking, some scares, you know, you got yeah. that Ouija board out and you're like, oh, you were going to get thinking about the Ouija board yeah. when I was a teenager and I was like trying to, we were trying to connect with, you know, kind of a scary thing. And, and yeah, it felt really scary. Was that spirit really there? I don't think so. I don't think he, that person had any reason to come visit us, really. Yeah. Or you get those <laughs> trickster, you yeah. know, spirits or those those energies coming through to just kind of mess with you because I think there might be mischievous spirit for sure yeah I mean I'm not one to think that everybody on the other side is like oh we're all nice. you know happy go lucky and la 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 you know we, we keep our personalities right <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I think we, I think we continue to grow and I think we continue to yes. evolve over there. Yeah. 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 I would agree. Yeah. Did there, was there a second question with that? Um, yes. Person or do you want to, okay. me to go into that one now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause it, this is, I love this. Okay. So she says, and, or they say, and if you have more time, uh, we do. Uh, I was wondering <laughs> if, if you have ever had contacts with ETs. Do you ever have clients where their guides are from other planets, star systems, or future timelines? That is so cool. And if so, what were they like? Amy, thoughts? Uh, I am one to believe that there is life in other planets and other universes. I believe in the multiverse. I believe in parallel timelines. Absolutely. I feel like we would be, I don't know. I'm kind of like, really? We think that this is it. We're all that there is. So I think that there's more personally. Um, have I ever connected to an ET? No, I have not. I also haven't set my intention to connect to one. Um, and I haven't um, experienced that in a client reading. I have had information come in in client readings where I feel at, like I'm thinking of one um, client and podcast listener um, who will not be upset if I share this, but she, um, the first time I read for her was like a pre-recorded reading. So we had, we weren't like with each other. I didn't know anything about her other than her first name. And I brought through all this, ev all this evidence. Yes. But then I brought through stuff about her being connected actually to Lemuria and to the Palladian star system. And, um, she resonated with that. And I was very unfamiliar with that. Even at that point, I brought it through, I channeled it. And I was like, I don't even know what this is, but this is what's coming through. And then I started to look into it more and resonated with it myself. So I can, I feel like sometimes it will come through if somebody does have say like a past life or something to that extent, mm -hmm. um, from a different star system. Yes. Um, but I haven't like, I haven't had a guide come through that is, what about you, Aaron? Well, you also do those higher self readings, right? So you, in a yeah. way, you're connecting to maybe a different timeline. Maybe, but they're not identifying. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Or then you got to think about like, <laughs> is everything, is there a timeline or is like everything happening all at once at the same everything, time? Everything, everywhere, all at once. Did you see that movie? Okay. No, so everybody, yeah, you got to watch it. It's amazing. It's about the multiverse, basically. It's really, it's really cool. I liked it. I'm reading a book right now about the multiverse. It is, uh, I put it in my stories today, guys. It's called Deep Water. Mm. It's a sci-fi psychological thriller about the multiverse and about going to another timeline parallel. Yeah. It's right up your alley, Aaron. As I'm reading it, I'm like, Aaron would love this. Oh, book. that is my jam. Yes. I am there. Like, look at my shirt. <laughs> yeah. I have that shirt. I was going to say, have... I hope Amy wears it. <laughs> I know I did, but I put I dug this one out, which reminds me of the universe. Ooh. It's like paint splatters, but it I reminds like it. me of the universe. Like yeah. the different stars. Um, yeah. Yeah. I believe in uh, ETs for sure. Uh, extraterrestrials. Um, and uh, I, uh, I have connected with them in readings. Um, it's really, it's funny when they come through. Cause I'm like, I'm going to sound like I'm off my rocker, <laughs> <laughs> but do you, connect with like extraterrestrials aliens they're like yeah I'm like okay because i feel like they're here for sure they're coming through and i i love it i actually had i did a meditation one time and i was just asking for um anytime i, I like you know when i do readings i like to do the whole like i do a, a little bit of, at least a bit of a meditation and and i ask for our guides and like basically ask for uh, any higher 
vibrational beings that want to help with this reading to deliver these messages today. And uh, I remember connecting with um, ETs during that moment. And it felt very real. It was just like really quick kind of how it came through. And um, I just felt very like almost at peace with it. It was a very peaceful feeling. Um, and uh, I, I love when they come through for readings. So I've uh, definitely connected to other dimensional beings. Sometimes fairies come through. Again, might sound like I'm off my rocker, but um, <laughs> sometimes that playful energy comes through like earth spirits, elementals. Mm -hmm. um, I love that. I love when that comes through. Yeah. That reminds me of a book um, called Between Life and Death by Dolores Cannon, which I'm also reading yeah. as well. I've got a lot of books on the go. Um, and I'm just, I was just reading the part, there was, there's part of it where they talk about like the levels of consciousness mm -hmm. um, and how like there are, um, you know, the elementals are there and then they've got like the fairies and the yeah. little woodland, uh, whatever they're called. Yeah. And it says like they are, they just said it on another level of consciousness and some people do experience them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which I think is really cool. You guys want to check out, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. No, I was just gonna say, I think as your consciousness continues to open and expand, it's, it's, it, I know people talk about the veil, right. And I think that yeah. really all that is, is that it's when your consciousness expands that you're seeing something that always was there and you just didn't see it. Yeah. That's how I explain spirit. Yeah. I, like it was always there. It's yeah. just now, I feel like the soul I feel I believe in divine timing. So I do feel like um, the soul is like knows when it's time to go. It's like mm -hmm. it's go time, right? Like mm -hmm. for me, it was like 37, 38 years old. Um, it's go time, Amy. You're ready. Yeah. I, I wouldn't have been ready before. So I can't look back and go, oh, like I wish I developed when I was 20. For whatever reason, my soul is like, no, it's time to go now. And then everything starts to expand and grow. And I, and this is why it's like a lifelong thing because who knows what I'll be experiencing 10 years. I think if our, my intentions are good and I'm like, Hey, I just want to continue, continue expanding and seeing, and, and I'm not afraid because mm -hmm. fear is going to keep things hidden. Mm -hmm. um, who knows, who knows what we'll be experiencing as our consciousness continues to expand but i think it's a pretty cool question i love it and uh laura says oh my god my seven-year-old will love that validation erin she's so into fairies yes we believe we believe in we the believe fae. in the fae <laughs> we believe it's funny i'm gonna share the story real quick i'm just i'm so conscious of time so i i know um but i when i was little maybe maybe seven i don't remember but um when i was little and uh, I used to live in Saskatoon and my, uh, my mom was, we were out with our neighbors and I remember I was playing with their kids also. And I think we were around similar ages and the neighbors were like, we were saying, oh, look, there's a golden spider web. And they were like, oh, did you know that fairies weave golden spider webs? Like this spider web, I was gold. Okay. Like in my child brain, I might be, I might be making it up. You know, maybe it was just me as a kid, but that I remember it clear as bells. It was gold. And, and they were like, no, we don't see it. We don't see it. And my mom, Cheryl, if you're watching <laughs> to this day, will not admit that that spider web was uh, like spray painted gold or anything like that. So I don't know if, if that was a joke <laughs> that they played on the kids or if, you know, we did see it and they just, they weren't even aware and they were just were like, oh, fairies weave golden spider webs. So I don't know. 
ask your seven-year-old if uh, <laughs> they've seen any golden spider webs. So I was actually thinking about this, Erin. This is a really good um, validation too, because I was kind of like thinking about like September topics for mm. podcasts. And one of them I was going to plug to you was about um, children and, um, you know, because um, I know that I, I have experiences as a parent and you have experiences working with children, right? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I thought that would be a good thing to maybe focus on like intuition with children and um, yeah. Oh yeah. Cause they, experiences. they see, they see for sure. My son is my youngest is six and he has been seeing, he was like just under two when my dad passed away mm-hmm. um, and had only met him once at like six months old. Yeah. Um, we didn't live close by. So it's not like, you know, he was seeing him all the time, but he um, very much, brings him forward not as much anymore which makes me sad because I know that as kids get older sometimes they can like not see as much sometimes but I, I try to encourage it without pushing it on him but uh, yeah he used to bring things up all the time like that poppy which is what we call my dad is, and he's always actually behind in that other room in the laundry room yeah. he's always there I don't know why but he's always there um, and there's been a few times where he said things like, like when he was like two, I want to go outside and play with the girl in the swing. And I'd be like, oh, and then I'd look at him. <laughs> and I don't know if that's debris blowing the swing or if there's somebody swinging out there, but he would say that to me. And I'd be like, listen, oh my God. <laughs> I'm all about kids and in their intuition, but nothing is freakier than children ghosts <laughs> and kids seeing spirit. I don't know why that is. That says chills. Yeah. 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 So have you, so, okay. So have you seen a spirit with your, a child spirit with your objective clairvoyance? Well, there was that time when I was maybe 12 or 13, like after my grandfather passed. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, like to this day, I, I, I can't say for sure if that was me as a kid. I don't think it was, but like if my brain was playing tricks on me, um, but I remember seeing this like porcelain doll like figure coming out of the wall. I remember you told me this. Yeah. And it scared me because one, porcelain dolls freak me out. Okay. Yeah. If you're going to come to me, why did you come to me as that? <laughs> of all things, really? Yeah. Why? Why? But it was just, you know what it was? It was that the skin was so almost translucent. Like it was just yes. so clear, no acne for sure on this, this, this spirit, but like just so clear and the most piercing blue eyes and like very soft, fine hair, like very angelic. She looked very angelic. Um, and I was like screaming and I knew as a kid, I wasn't actually seeing this, but like she was there, but she wasn't like, that was sort of what was going on in my, I think I was having like a conversation thinking back on it now with, with this being, um, but I remember screaming. I was screaming for my dad and my, um, as I'm screaming, I remember thinking, why am I screaming? I don't have to be afraid, but I'm like, there's this porcelain doll like figure there. This is terrifying, but I knew I didn't have to be afraid of that. So it was very, very surreal. Um, and then I have one super quick story. I don't think she'll mind me sharing this, but, um, I used to work I used to work at a preschool with this, um, this girl and, uh, she was telling me a story about one of the kids that we worked with and he came right up to her and she said, she, I think she said she was having kind of an off day or whatever, just sort of thinking about things. And she came up to her and he goes, who's that man standing beside you? 
And she's like, what man? He goes, that old man. <laughs> and I'm getting goosebumps, like, as I say it. And she's like, and he just, and he ran away. He just ran away after that. And she was like, wait, c- come back. <laughs> what, what did he look yeah. like? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I sometimes wonder, like, because we just said objective clairvoyance, right? So those of you that don't know that term, objective clairvoyance would be like seeing spirit with your actual physical eyes, mm-hmm. like seeing an apparition, a shadow, whatever. Um, whereas Aaron and I, for the most part, experience subjective clairvoyance, mm-hmm. which is in the third eye. Um, and I was like reading a book. So I, for those of you that know um, Mavis Patilla. So she was, a. Um, she just passed away last week. She was a spiritualist, uh, evidential medium. So she was involved in the spiritual church, spiritualist church mm-hmm. in the UK, um, taught at Arthur Finley college. Um, and she has been kind of like a mentor to me in a way I've never met her personally, but I watch her YouTube videos all the time. She just transitioned to the spirit world, wow. I think on the 22nd of August. Um, and so I read a book of hers. I bought a book. It's called droplets of God. Um, and, I absolutely, it's her journey through it all. But she, when she first started um, experiencing the spirit world, I think she was like in her late twenties and she was going through a health scare. Like she almost passed away. Um, She started to see spirit objectively. So she always saw them like, like literally like sitting next to her. Like there was no difference between them and a living, breathing person, except she had this inner knowing, like, I know that's not a living person, but she saw them just as clearly. And then I feel like I don't know how many years went by, but she started working like with her mediumship and seeing people in that way. And then she like lost her ability to see them with her physical eyes. And so she took, uh, she kind of went through like a dark night of the soul where she's like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what I'm doing. Like, am I a medium anymore? I've lost my ability to see them. And it, it switched into subjective clairvoyance. So everything was like you and I experienced in the third eye. And so I really, I was thinking about that as you were talking and I was thinking about like kids and how when, when we hear kids talking about spirit, they see them with their eyes. So I wonder if there's something to that. Like if, you know, we may maybe come in knowing and being open to seeing spirit objectively. And then as we get older, we like might close off to it sometimes, Yeah, which also makes me wonder if you and I could then go, okay, my intention is to see you objectively and if they would show us objectively maybe maybe but i've told them i don't want that i, so I told them i don't want to too interesting. bye annette thank you so much for being here i actually was speaking to annette the other day when she was talking about the dream she had about like being asked to spread met like give messages on behalf of spirit and i said i brought that up about the objective and subjective and i said i've literally said i don't want i don't want to see you yeah. physically like it might freak me out a little yeah. bit yeah. yeah um maybe that's why we don't I don't know. I don't know. know. Interesting. We've heard of like um, people having a certain mark or something, wasn't it, on their hand? And it's like the the witch mark or they were a witch in a past life. Is that something like that? Um, I've heard something about right here. the freckle. Is it the freckle? Like a freckle. And it was like. Yeah, that's what it is. has this freckle. And I was like, huh. But I I don't don't know if like every single (laughs) person has one there or not. But I don't know. Is it supposed to be here? Like, is that a freckle? It's like a little molar freckle, like on the inner, um, your inner wrist. It's on my, it's like on my vein. (laughs) Mine actually. Interesting. Yeah. Yes. That's what I'm going to bring up, Ada. Yes. That's what I'm going to talk about. Yeah. 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 Go with for it, Amy, because I think you know a little bit more than than me, maybe. 
Uh, no, I don't think so. Maybe, maybe because I do past life readings. I think that's um, what I mean. Why? Because I've had um, things come in. Jojo Smile says, I have a freckle there, LOL. Ha <laughs> welcome to the club. Um, yeah, no, I've done past life readings uh, multiple, like where things have come through, where I will bring through a past life and like the way that they passed. Yeah. I would say 90% of past life readings, the past life will tell me how they pass. Yeah. And it always makes sense for the person. Like uh, this is unrelated, but I'm thinking of what I did last week where I said, uh, she's telling me that you despise, like, it's more than just, you don't like, you hate smoking. You hate it. You abhor it. Right. And I was like, and she shows me her with a oxygen mask with an oxygen tank she was a chain smoker. And she goes, Oh my God, Amy, I hate smoking. I hate it. Right. It was just, it was just interesting. This is the way that past life readings yeah. work. Things like this come in. But I remember one uh, off the top of my head where I brought through um, this life that felt um, very um, Celtic. Um, and it was a male life and he was kind of like on a horse and uh, mm-hmm. traveling through some wood. It was very Robin Hood esque, but not. And um, he totally oblivious um, was stabbed in the back, right between the shoulder blades. And she said that A, she has a mark there. And B, she um, experiences tension and pain there. And she doesn't know why. You know, and it also manifests in different ways of the fear of opening up to people of mm. literally being stabbed in the back, right? Of, of having to watch your back. Yeah. I get goosebumps as I'm talking about this. So it's definitely truth to this. So whether it's like an actual physical mark mm-hmm. on your body or whether it can come in as like a place that you experience pain and you don't know why, maybe mm-hmm. it's like an unexplainable pain, but you have it, it very likely could be connected to yeah. past life. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you have any marks like that, Amy? Other than the witch. No, I've just got like little moles and things like that, but I don't have like a big birthmark or anything. I've always had, um, like ever since I was a kid, I've experienced lower back pain. Like I remember being five and sitting in like a little semicircle, crisscross, Mm -hmm. apple cross, applesauce. Yeah. Oh my God, my lower back hurts. Um, I think there's something to that for sure. I've had other readers connect to my past life. Um, the first reading I ever had done, she connected to a past life in which I, um, was like, she said I was courting a gentleman and we were like very, uh, we were very happy and like in love. And she said, you're like walking, you have these boots on that are laced up these little black, like booties and you have a big like hoop skirt on. And she's like, I feel like you're somewhere like the UK or perhaps Scotland, but you're definitely in that kind of area in the world. And you are laughing with your head thrown back and you lose your footing and you fall off the side of the cliff. That's and traumatic. Went, oh my God. I am literally petrified of heights. And I know that a lot of people are, but I mean, I can't even watch a height. I can't get on three steps on a ladder. My legs are shaking. I have a very physical reaction to it. Erin and I talked about like never getting on a roller coaster. Like I really will not. <laughs> Um, connected to a past life, maybe. I mean, this girl didn't know me, and she brought this through, and I was like, mm, maybe there's something there. Maybe I broke my back. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, 
So interesting. Jojo Smiles brings up a serious bird phobia. Girl, I have a serious bird phobia too. I'm trying to warm up to it. In fact, today my husband and I went for a drive and we got some fries. (laughs) And he was throwing fries out the window. And I was like, you better stop because that bird was like making direct, he was like making eye contact with me. Freaks me right out. I don't know if it's a past life thing for me. I kind of think that it might be something from my childhood because I distinctly remember going to a pet store with my grandfather and there was a, uh, the pet store had a pet parrot, which is cool. Right. Mm-hmm. But they, when I was there in the store, they let him out. So he was flying all around the store and he was swooping. And I have been ter- like, that's when I really realized I was terrified. <laughs> terrified of birds. I, I didn't think that bird, I didn't think that was a thing. And my friend also has a fear of birds. Ter- anything that's like flapping like that no 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 thank you okay butterflies okay <laughs> they're anything a little bit more like, friendly anything that can like bite, bite me with his beak at the same time that it can like flutter no no that's okay no like thanks <laughs> yeah you never know what could have happened to warrant that I mm. agree I don't know but I do there, bird phobia is a thing 100 percent uh, Laura says, I've been deeply terrified of fish and that's the weirdest f- fear. The eye contact they make when they're flailing. I just cannot. I'm huh. like, I'm already, I'm already vegan fish. Your issue is not with me. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. I can't. Yeah, who knows, right? Who knows? I think we're just weirded out by certain yeah, things. Yeah, I mean, you're not sure. alone there. It's like, man, I can't do that. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I'm eking out over here too, LOL. That's so- <laughs> Oh, so I hope that we answered your question about the birthmarks, Melissa. I also see that you asked a question about seeing um, energy and colors, colors or auras. Um, so I'd be happy to answer that one yeah, too. Yeah, go for it. No, I mean, oh, sorry. Like I meant we would be happy to answer. Yeah. <laughs> Do you see colors? Um, I, I had this like experience and I think you've talked about it, Amy, where, um, you have this um, quote in one of your book of in your book that you wrote, right? Um, by the great Canadian women. I don't know if you can see this. It's hard to see, is but it says, it "Why live in black and white? Yeah, when you can live in techno color. Techno color. This is my mantra. I'll yeah. share the story after. Yeah. And I I love that because I feel very similarly. I remember um, I had. Um, I used to work, I used to work at a hospice for children, um, respite and hospice and, or I used to volunteer there. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, as it happens, one of the kids passed away and I was like just sitting outside by on the hill and I had, um, my coffee and I just was like, kind of cry, like thinking about him and crying a little bit. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, cause I had worked with this, um, particular young boy quite a bit. And I remember just like having this like flash of seeing trees in this, like, there was like a different color. There was like a hue that was there. And I had this um, moment, a realization of like, this isn't it. And I almost felt like maybe that was sort of his way of coming through to me of saying, this is what I see. Um, and this isn't it. I'm okay. You know, here it is. This is what I'm looking at right now. Um, and so I, I definitely, um, believe that I think everything has an aura. Like I was looking at a tree, um, and it had this beautiful, these vibrant colors, uh, around it. Um, so yeah, I, I agree about that, or I feel the very, um, similarly that I think 
you can see colors and there's auras yeah. and color has an ener energy has color, right? Or there's color to it. So I don't see aura with my physical eyes, but mm -hmm. I can see it. Um, sometimes aura will come through in a reading. Mm -hmm. So I'll connect with somebody and I will see certain colors around them associated um, with them. Um, it's interesting too, because remember at the beginning when I was sharing how I used to have a particular like opening kind of practice when I was getting ready for a reading, I would often um, imagine certain colors uh, around me, uh, blue and purple mainly. And um, always, it wasn't like I was choosing them or they were my favorite. In fact, my favorite color is green. Um, but those colors were coming through for me. And then actually a, a past guest of ours, Brandy, um, who has this, has a podcast called Spirit Talk. Some of you will, will know who Brandy is. Uh, her and I did kind of like a practice reading on each other. Like we did an energy exchange uh, and she's like, Amy, your aura is bright purple and blue. The first thing she said to me and I was like, oh, I was seeing my own aura. How cool. But I will bring auras through, but I'll see them like uh, through my third eye, yeah. um, not with my physical eyes. Um, but my story like with this um, quote and why I have this framed in my office is the first time I ever intentionally connected to spirit. Like I was like, okay, spirit, let's do this thing. <laughs> um, that's what they told me. Amy, yeah. why do you want to, there's many other things, but this is how it ended why do you want to live in black and white when you can live in technicolor when you have this available to you? I want to cry. It makes me that emotional. It was truth to my soul. And I get goosebumps as I say it. Um, and so I was like, yeah, you're right. Like, why, why would I turn my back on some, why would I turn my back on all this color? Mm -hmm. And it's also interesting because, you know, you read different books or like even, I think Dolores Cannon talks about it in some of her books where people talk about how it's so bright over there. Everything is techno color. Everything's very dull here compared to what it's like yeah. in other realms, which I think is that techno color. That's like, yeah, that's where that came from. And it's also interesting because, um, and I have shared about this before on the podcast, but just to recap, if anybody's missed it, years before I started doing this work, anytime I'd have any sort of like, if I had Reiki, if I had um, a massage, mm. I would in my mind's eye see almost like exploding color and like geometric, like different geometric shapes. And it would like shape shift and like a circle would turn into a triangle would turn into a square. And it was like, just like this really like psychedelic kind of almost like I would be on a trip. You know what I mean? Like what I was seeing. And I was like, interesting. And I remember walking out of the massage room once and I was there with some friends and I said, they said, so did you fall asleep? And I was like, no. And I explained what I saw and they're like, what the hell? Like we were asleep, right? Like what, what's, what are you seeing? And they didn't, they don't experience that. And I was like, Hmm, interesting. And then I read this news article in a paper. It wasn't even a local paper. So I don't even know how I came across it. It's one of those like coincidences um, where this guy, this young guy in his twenties passed away at a, from a work related accident, mm. like literally was declared dead and they brought him back and he, where he went, he explained, um, I felt weightless. I felt warm. I felt like I was floating. And all I saw was like shapes and colors. And I went, Whoa, yeah. like, where do I go? When I <laughs> I'm really interested if anybody else ever experiences anything like that, because I know I've talked about it before and I've had a few people go, oh, I see that too. Yeah. I think it's really cool. You know, it's really cool is I used to, uh, I would go to these like meditation groups that my mom would go to. Yeah. And my friend came with me 
I'm going to give her a shout out, Kina. And uh, we were um, meditating and um, afterwards she opens up the floor, um, the medium to, uh, if we wanted to share. And uh, Kina goes, oh, I, I saw um, lots of like purple swirling around. And I was like, I was like, oh, I, I saw that too. Like we were both seeing like these different colors of, of like flashes of purple, um, which is really cool. So very similar to like what you were seeing. And like purple makes me think too about like intuition as well, right? That yeah. third eye opening up. Um, so I, I love that. I feel like I had something else to say, but I don't think it's that important. But that really, yeah, that resonate yeah. with me, resonates with me when you say that. Yeah, and I like when Brandy brought up um, validated for me that my aura was blue and purple. I, my immediately went to, Oh, those are like chakra colors for like up here, like yeah. totally makes sense why that yeah. would be the case. Um, M Melissa says her computer died, but thank you for answering questions. She's back <laughs> now. Um, I think there's a question from Lauren. I think this might be the last, the last one. one. I have put a, like a little last call, um, out to see if anybody else has any questions, but Laura, Asks, how do you define a light worker? Amy told me during her a higher self reading that I am a light worker, but I think I'm not too sure about what to do with that information. What do you think, Erin? I would say that if you you don't have to do anything necessarily with that information unless you feel uh, called to do something about that. Yeah, I think. Yeah, for sure. Because mm -hmm. light worker that has different meaning with a lot of different people. And I think you'd have to just sort of maybe I would suggest journaling and sitting down with it and seeing, you know, what thoughts or images come to mind when you think of that word. So, but I for, don't know. Yeah. For me, like I, I don't remember every higher self reading I do. Cause like I'm, I'm purely channeling in it, but I do remember doing that for you, Laura, that piece though. Um, if I brought through, if I channeled from your higher self that you were a light worker, my interpretation of what that would mean would be um, that because how I, my personal interpretation of a light worker is somebody that comes in this incarnation to spread their light, to raise consciousness. There is no right way to do that. We can be musicians and write beautiful lyrics that open up consciousness. We can write novels that open up consciousness. We can be public speakers that open up consciousness. We can be energy practitioners, medium psychics. Uh, it just means that you come here with your light um, and you're ready. It, I think you're ready. You're ready to go. You want to shine your light. Your main goal is to raise consciousness. Do I believe that everybody's a light worker? I don't know. I, I think that some people are here to like work on their own stuff. It, this is their lifetime to work on their own stuff. Um, not to say that us that identify as light workers aren't all also working on their own stuff, but I think they also have this added responsibility or a responsibility that we've taken on as, as a soul to raise consciousness in some way. And there's never any pressure because we can do that in any way that we choose. Um, the thing that's so great about the higher self reading is that, you know, especially if I, if I kind of connect to your gifts, Though that's how you would spread your light, like by embodying those gifts about you. And and uh, something that comes through in a high self reading, like when I connect to somebody's gifts, it's it's things that you have 
mastered in previous lifetimes. It can be things like, um, like Ada, if it's okay, if I share, I brought through, she was a truth talker. She's here mm -hmm. to advocate. She's here to tell the truth. She is, that's what she's here to do. Um, so it might be easy for her to do so in this lifetime. It might be difficult regardless. She's here to do that. And by doing that, she is fulfilling her purpose. Um, and she chooses to do that in whatever way she chooses through music, through advocating for different things, through supporting people like Aaron and I here, um, you know, and that's how she's raising consciousness because her energy, energy is like, it's, it's the words unspoken too, right? Like, I think that us just embodying our truth, whatever that is, does raise consciousness. It does change energy. It does change people's lives. You don't have to be like a medium or a psychic to raise consciousness. No. And I think so, you're yeah. doing it maybe unconsciously. Yes. You might be doing it mothering your children, Laura. You might be doing it in your relationship with your spouse. You might be doing it through your relationships with friends or what you do for work. Um, it's not, it's, you don't have to put any pressure on yourself. It just means that you stepping into what comes natural to you and what you're, you're good at is going to there's going to be an impact. There's a ripple effect. That's what it means for me. So yeah, I hope uh, no pressure being a light worker. I know that word can sometimes be like, Oh my God, what does that mean? I think that might be it. Nikki says she has no questions, but enjoyed listening. And thank you for reminding me to take my magnesium. <laughs> uh, I know I have to go buy some more. Um, Melissa says, I'm thinking a better combo about that energy. Long story short, you mentioned seeing that energy for me was tied to emotion. Ah, yes, that makes sense as well for me. Um, interestingly, too, like with energy and, you know, sometimes people will say certain, you ever like watch like a horror movie? Like I'm thinking of like Carrie, you know, when she gets really mad and then everything starts happening, <laughs> like her powers come mm -hmm. out. I do think that that emotion can, can can do that in, in some ways. Like I think that sometimes it can be the, um, sometimes it can be the thing that, ho that holds us back if we're like misusing our emotions for sure. Like I would never do a reading if I was heavily grieving or if I was very angry or ragey, like I would not do that. Um, my energy would not be in a place that I would feel like I was mm -hmm. spreading love and light <laughs> if I was coming from that place. But, um, yeah, very tied to emotion. Very tied to emotion. You agree, Erin? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, energy yeah. is energy and what you put out there has energy with it. You know, yeah. it's like if somebody's having a bad day, they don't necessarily have to say I'm having a bad day. You can kind of just feel you it feel in the it. room. Yeah, you feel it. You feel and we it. feel it with each other sometimes. I remember there was an, a podcast episode or like we met to do a podcast and afterwards she's like, are you okay? Like, I and it wasn't that I was like, acting different but you felt it and I was like oh, it's one of these days that like I just want to crawl under a rock yeah you can feel it you can feel yeah. it you just know yeah I did I thank you yeah we need to take care of ourselves and each other I do have one more question from somebody um yes that, uh, oh, yeah. gave this and then we will end because everybody is uh saying thank you thank you we had a question come through Instagram from Tamara J um, how can I develop my intuition? I think that's a good one. And I know a couple other people were waiting for us to answer this one. So it might be a good one to end with. Yeah, well, I can just start with like how I 
have been working with spirit and how spirit has been working with me. And again, everybody's so different. So you have to find what works for you and what resonates with you. Um, if it doesn't resonate with you, drop that shit. Don't carry it. <laughs> okay. Um, but for me, I, um, I started out going to like different meditation groups um, yeah. and one medium in one of these meditation groups, just, I just went to one that was nearby my house here in Toronto and recommended that I journal. That's how she started. And I was like, Oh, that's a good idea. I'm going to start journaling. So I would literally sit down in meditation. And again, meditation doesn't mean you have to sit there in Kumbaya and listen to like classical music. It could be the grateful <laughs> dead, whatever it is that like gets you to that yeah. place, right? That in between space with spirit. And so I'm listening to this music and I would write things down, whatever just sort of came through, which is how readings work. Right. So if you're looking to develop your own intuition, I think the best way is and I think Amy has something like this as well that she'll talk about, which is an evidence journal. Right, Amy? And yeah, um, you're writing things down, writing things down, and they probably won't make sense to you. And then, like, for example, I would look back in my journal and I saw the name of the future person that I was going to have, you know, a relationship with. Right. Um, just things like that kind of just happen. Um, and you're like, oh, that's, <laughs> that's really cool, right? And so I think what all that does is that gives you that conf confidence, mm -hmm. that confirmation to trust your intuition, to trust yourself. And like, you're not nuts. It's things are coming through for you. You know, things are mm -hmm. happening. So um, that was one of the ways that I was working with spirit and, and continue to work with spirit. I think yep. music for me is just even I'm not, I don't have to meditate. I literally will just like dance in the kitchen and listen to music. And that yep. raises my vibration before a reading. Yeah. Yeah. I do that too sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think meditation is necessary. If it's the thing that you resonate with and you really enjoy it. And you know, people talk about sitting in the power. Um, then by all means do it. But I don't think it's like a one size fits all. Um, I personally like never meditate, never. Um, but I believe that we can get into that in between, right? Into the zone as we'll call it. Um, we don't have to be meditating on a yoga mat. We can be driving our car with the music blasting and the windows down. You know, we can be dancing. We can be cooking some really good food and doing really the enjoying the process. We can do, yeah, doing the dishes, showering, taking a bath, like going for a swim, like wherever gets you into that place where you're like, whoa, look at the time. You know, I didn't even realize an hour went by. That's your place. That's the zone. So recognize where that is for you. And be open. I, I talk to talk to spirit. Talk to your guides. Mm -hmm. Develop a think of this as a relationship. Okay, uh, know that your intention is the most important thing. So if you intend to like develop your intuition, then say, "This is my intention. This is what I want to do. Help me out." But but know that the spirit world, our guides, they can help us when asked. Right? We've talked about this a few times. They we, there's free will here, which means that our guides can't swoop in and go, "Oh, like we need to." make Amy not do this. They'll give us some intuitive red flags, certainly. But how many of us listen to that? All the time, right? <laughs> and then stuff happens. But um, there's free will here. So we need to ask if we want that help. I do always recommend people um, keep an evidence journal. I've got mine right here. You can pretty it up with stickers, do whatever you want. Um, I write down dreams that I have that don't really make sense in the moment. Um, Rather than like spend my whole day obsessing and trying to analyze like, what did this mean? What did this mean? I just write it down. I just like get it out of my head. Um, 
I'll write down random things that happened. Like, why did this happen? I heard this name. I heard this. I write it down. Sometimes things come through in readings that like I really resonate with as I'm saying it. I write it down afterwards. Um, and then, yeah, like I'll go through and I'll be like, okay, so six months ago, my intuition was trying to tell me this. Okay. And what happens is you will build evidence and confidence in your intuition and your intuitive knowing. You'd be like, ah. So then what happens is now, eventually with practice and confidence, you won't wait six months to get that second piece of validation. Your intuition will tell you something. You'd be like, okay, it's go time. And you just do it. You just act. And that's when the magic happens. And that's when things become aligned. And I think that's how we manifest things. Mm -hmm. We get into that like inspired action. Like, okay, I'm going to, because like when I was talking to Annette the other day and she was kind of asking about a little bit about development and things like that. And there was still a little bit of a level of fear, right? And I said, spirit won't give you, spirit won't push you too far. They won't give you too much. You have to, this is all about trust and intention and awareness. And that's all it's about. Like, I believe that we all can connect to our loved ones. We all can connect to spirit. I don't think that Aaron and I are chosen ones. Maybe, like if we go back to what I say in higher self readings, maybe this would come through as one of our gifts and what that means, not that nobody else can do it. Maybe it just means we've mastered it before. And so in this lifetime, tapping into our intuition comes a little bit easier because we've already learned how to do it. Therefore it becomes a gift because we don't have to, we don't have to learn. We just have to tap in, Mm -hmm. but it's not to say that like we all can't tap in. We're just working on different timelines too, right? Like, So yeah, I think the main thing is probably the evidence journal because that will give you confidence. You also need to know that even as professional mediums like Aaron and I that do this for years and years and years, we still have doubt. We still have, still go, is this really, you know, like what is happening? It's very normal. (laughs) It's very normal. The only thing is that now we don't hesitate. We're just like, I don't know where this is coming from, but I got to give it to you. So that shows a level of trust to spirit and also to your own soul. So your soul's like, she's going to act. Um, this is bravery and this is courage because she doesn't know how this is going to go and she's going to do it anyways. And I think that the brave are rewarded <laughs> in various ways for being brave. Um, yeah. Anytime you push yourself out of your comfort zone, please know you have a huge section of cheerleaders on the other side. Yeah. 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 Anytime you're talking to yourself. You might be talking to your guides. Yeah, you might be. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that's my yeah. excuse. That's my excuse, at least. And it's, it, yeah. That's Aaron's cool excuse. Remember when we did the, <laughs> with the spirit guides? And I was like, I've never connected to my spirit guides. And you remember? And you were like, really? And I was like, yeah. And then one day I was like, okay, I want to connect to you. And I set my intention and it didn't happen immediately. Like, I think it was a few minutes. One came in and then it might've been days later when I got the awareness of another one, but got their names. And I was like, oh, like they've just been there the whole time, but I've never yeah. like set the intention of like, yeah. hey, like, hey, tell me who you are. What do you look like? Like, yeah, I think it's, I think that's cool. Yeah. I love it. Thank Should you everyone. This has been wonderful. Pull a card. Pleasure. Thank you so much for inviting me. Um, I've loved every minute of it. It's just gone two o'clock in the morning, so I won't stay much longer. Oh my goodness! Yeah. I, I need sleep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank you for being here. No, thank, thank you so you much for inviting. Thank you. See you later. Bye <laughs> bye. Bye. Okay.
We can if you want to. Should we just yeah. wrap it up? Pull a card? And- yeah. All right. Pull a card, wrap it up. Yeah, I also, um, I'm not too stressed about time because I believe that um, the first like 15, 20 minutes, we were kind of like trying to figure stuff out. So <laughs> it won't be as long as we think it will be. Those of you that are still here, thank you for being here. We're going to pull a card for you guys for the energy of the week, the month. The month. Which I'm just going to give it to you because I'm going to say for the fall. The fall. That's my intention as I pull my card. Connecting for energy of the fall. Mm. I really think it's going to be like harvest season. Like I know it (laughs) is, but I just heard harvest season. (laughs) Thank you for being here, Laura. We really appreciate you spending time with us tonight. And interacting with us. Want to go ahead? Aaron? Yeah, for sure. Okay, so two cards came through, and I'm pulling from. I just love this deck. I was gonna pull from my tarot cards, and then I was like, no, I want this deck. So this is a spellcasting oracle deck, um, and the two cards that came out, one was dreams. So I really like this because we talked quite a bit about dreams, dreams, trusting your intuition. I think part of that, you know, maybe that opening up to spirit is like maybe trusting your dreams. You know, sometimes spirit will come to us in dreams and see what thoughts and images evoke for you. You know. Dreams might not necessarily be literal. Um, The other message I think that's coming through with this is that I feel like follow your dreams. I feel like for a lot of us, our dreams are actually going to be coming into reality. But before they do, we have to lighten our load. Mm -hmm. So I think the energy is a little bit maybe heavy. And I think fall... You know, I think that's all about maybe lessening our load to make way for that new that's going to be coming through, which is why I think they're saying harvest, 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 harvest. Um, And so I think we're going to be letting go of things and I think we're going to be making way for some new stuff. So if you're feeling overburdened, lighten your load. Yeah, that really speaks to me too. Like when you think about like the astrological, uh, which we talked about last week with Emily, but like Virgo season is where Mm -hmm. we're at now. Virgo season really begs us to um, think about how we're doing things. Are we doing things efficiently? Have we prepared, you know, like really taking a look at what we're doing and how it is serving us. And then moving to October with Libra season is all about balance. Um, So both of those things um, may be coming up for you now as well. What do you got? You got your, but those were the those two, were cards, the two. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then for me, I'm going to end with um, the Rose Oracle from Rebecca Campbell. And I, I kind of laughed when I got this card. So we've got the Sub Rosa uh, mm-hmm. and it says hidden in plain sight, mysteries, learning and teaching. So mm-hmm. isn't that uh, a little nod from spirit? So I'm just going to read the last paragraph. It says this card represents the great mysteries that are available to, for us to uncover and remember secrets that are waiting to be found teachings that your soul might be ready to learn talk about all of this tonight look beyond what your eyes can see and dig a little deeper you're here to uncover lost wisdom ancient secrets and deep mysteries are you being called to study the great mysteries to live the great questions and step into your role as a teacher guide or mystic are you being called to question things and unearth the truths unknown the soul inquiry question here is what are you being called to study learn more about or unearth Mm. mic drop like spirit definitely spoke yeah (laughs) 
Yeah, you can't make it up. No. You like our card pulls are wild sometimes. It. it will be like the exact thing that we've been talking about. <laughs> yeah, so you know, this kind of really resonates and, and speaks to what we've been talking about. Things are available to us. It's it's always been here. Mm-hmm. It's just about a matter of seeing it, of being open to see it. So intention goes a long way. Um, trust in oneself goes a long way. I think that consciousness and trust in yourself go hand in hand. So I think the more that you expand um, your trust with yourself and you mm-hmm. surrender and you kind of let go of the need to control everything, which is super hard for us as humans, I know. Um, sounds like Erin is being called back to college. Or <laughs> says, yeah, maybe. Maybe she said something about that last week, didn't you? Like maybe I should go do my master's or something like that. Yeah, well, I think you're thinking about maybe, a lot of stuff, but I also maybe. just completed school, so y'all, I'm gonna take she a bit of a break, school. lighten Needs my load. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But you know, it's just interesting. Like things are hidden in plain sight, right? I think that that's uh, mm-hmm. an interesting message, and I think that um, you know some of the guidance that Aaron brought through about potentially like lightening your load, mm-hmm. right? Like prioritizing, mm-hmm. seeing how am I doing things? Can I do things differently? Could I be more efficient? And then also some balance, some boundaries. Yeah. I feel like that's what's being asked of us in order to open the consciousness, expand it a little bit more. So yeah, I love that. This has been a great episode. Thank you everybody fantastic. for being here. It might be a two-parter. We might divide it up. Um, yeah, we definitely appreciate you being <laughs> oh, here. And- this was such a blast. Like I can't get over it and everybody is coming out and being so present and so willing to share and being online with us. And thanks for being with us through all of the uh, technological difficulties. <laughs> we enjoyed the interaction and the questions. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, this was, this was a yeah, lot of fun. Sure. I so appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you guys. Okay, Thank guys. you. See you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs> If you like what you're hearing, don't forget to give us a five-star review on Apple Podcast and tune in each week as we dish on all things spiritual. Don't forget to like, comment on what you would like to hear us talk about next and subscribe.